attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about anything having to do with something besides Star Wars is probably going to be ignored. Isn't that right, Donald Trump? Isn't that right, Gun Control? Isn't that right, Han Solo? But that's where you should have had the rest of the music played. Seems that way, doesn't it? It felt, felt yeah. that way to me. Can you do that over? <laughs> well, now I heard it in real time. I wrote it in a script. I was like, eh, that reads fine. <laughs> oh, you hit Star Wars for real. We should rehearse. <laughs> Han Solo means we can go on with the show. Yeah. No one wants to talk that's about the Donald key Trump. Word. Only Donald Trump wants to talk about Donald that's Trump. I might be late to this party, but didn't he once swear he'll never do that character again? Donald Trump do that character? <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought after the birth certificate thing, he was like, all right, I'm done doing that character that wanted the president to check his birth certificate. But he's back doing that character. <laughs> I hope that Donald Trump stays in the race long enough that my friend Johnny D gets to buy a house by impersonating oh, him. Oh, yeah. He's so show. good for he's, him. I forget that. He's uh, the voice of, he actually, he's the Conan's um, Donald Trump, and he's working all the time now. Oh, wow. Yeah, Isn't that cool? comedians, because right? he's giving everyone so much material. Feel free to be on the show. Get, on. <laughs> Get right in on the mic there, Sarah. I want to talk about my feelings. <laughs> but oh, yeah, my that's friends. what I need to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> my friend's making a, a big bank on that, so you go, Giant D. Yeah, yeah, we know someone who's a Trump impersonator for anybody who's new to the show. Fantastic, by the way, if you need He's him. He's cleaning up! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. We can taste your stink. You've reached Ground Zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, banter, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week at themovieguys.net, as well as iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Vimeo, YouTube, yada and yada. It's all, it, we're out there, is what we're saying. I would say we're sweeping the internet. One might say we're swiffering. Uh, we encourage you to subscribe, in, especially at iTunes. Share and like posts, rate us, leave a review, all that uh, nonsense. And we appreciate it if you do. And if you do that, still... Paul, I was on my way over here and I stopped at the ATM uh -huh. to get some money right. in the event that I would have to pay for this entertainment. The internet's expensive. Uh -huh. Would I? Do I have to pay for this? There is no charge. Oh. Wow. Wow. Okay. We uh, should stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. We're also on WBAD.net, Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 Pacific. Basically, search the movie guys on Yahoo, Google, or... Bing! Bing! And we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show in the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Bart Caius. Those men wanted to have sex with me! Adam Whip. Wow. You know, if you kill me, you're going to lose a lot of those humanitarian awards. And Karen Volpe. You know, I could watch you sing all night. And we're joining the whole show by Yay. one of the stars of the new comedy, Slow Learners, coming to VOD and DVD on December 15th. She's also a regular on How to Get Away with Murder and also appears mm. in the end of year awards chatter, Grandma, with Lily Tomlin, Sarah Burns. With me, <laughs> jumping right in. Like jumping right in. Jumping she right did it better than I did. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, that was good. I liked it. It was trading places, right? Come on. Oh, oh yeah, trading yeah, places. yeah. It was it? When he's getting out of jail. Uh, Those men wanted to have sex with me. Correctamundo, well done, sir. <laughs> Thank you. I would imagine the audience member is like, you know, goes through each show, and it's it's so exciting when they're like, ah, I know what that's from. I know what that's from. I feel like that when I know the first one that Paul says. Half the time, I just think he's having some sort of fit. 
Where was the what stink from, Paul? Yeah. The Matrix. Uh-huh. Uh, I can oh, taste yes. your stink. That's right. Oh, there's so much wrong with that. There Sutton's is so much. That could be from a lot of movies. That Awful. You know. <laughs> Awful. As always, we are your source for previews of what's new in the theater. Before you hit the multiplex, check with us. Mm-hmm. We'll give you the lowdown on all the new releases. And this week, that includes men doing man stuff all week long. Oh, great. With the likes of Chris Hemsworth, Brad Pitt, mm. Christian Bale yelling and whatnot. <laughs> First up... Well, we had By the Sea, and now we have In the Heart of the Sea. Let's see if people care more about that. And The Big Short, the big screen adaptation of a short film that ran out of ideas when it came time for a title. Um, (laughs) hang on. That can't be right. Let me check. Oh, wait, you know what? Let me just play a clip. The whole housing market is propped up on these bad loans. They will fail. The housing market is rock solid. It's a time bomb. So Mike Burry, who gets his hair cut at Supercuts and doesn't wear shoes, knows more than Alan Greenspan. <laughs> Dr. Mike Burry, yes, he does. <laughs> I hope this is as exciting as a trailer is. It's a really Dude, exciting trailer. I this love cast. the music. Did you hear that music? Yeah. Ding. And later it moves into Zeppelin. Ding. I mean, it's a good well, it's about joke. finances in the mortgage industry, so there's not a lot of action. But if you want guys talking at you for right? four hours, these right? four are it. Four hours? <laughs> or two hours. Yeah. Four guys Lord. talking to me four hours. Eight hours of guys talking at you is what I'm trying to come up with here. You just watch it slowly. I do. He Constantly does. Constantly pausing. I really enjoy right. the dreamy Well, because they're so good looking. I was in the housing market in 2005, and I really want to see this movie because I remember the day I was driving home, and I said to the woman I was with at the time, I said, if there is a way we could have, we could invest in this failing, I predicted this. I said, I would love to invest in the fact that all of this is going to go to shit someday. It, yeah. Very obviously. I had no idea yeah. I was on the tip of an iceberg at that moment. but That was going to fail and sink and kill yep. many people. Yeah. We That's all know fantastic. the iceberg stuff goes well. Yeah, that goes great. <laughs> uh, Whenever there's an iceberg, things always turn out well. Well, uh, as far as the movies are... Uh-oh. Oh, you're about to go on with the show, Paul, but what's this? Nuts. I haven't done this in a while. No, we've, we've been on a good run. You've been accurate. You can know what that music means. It means we messed up. Sarah may not, but <laughs> actually, I'm sure we have some listeners who may not. I apologize. It means we have made an error. Every now and then, it happens to the best of journalists, and we pride ourselves on our news-related integrity and dick jokes. But related integrity. It's important to admit when we've screwed up. So with that, we throw things over to Bart to guide us through this week's retractions. Retractions. Yes, Paul. And though the thoughts and views and opinions expressed by our guests of the Movie Guys showcast do not necessarily reflect those of the Movie Guys themselves, Mm -hmm. we do take full responsibility for the information disseminated on this show. After all, we are, first and foremost, journalists, and then entertainers. Uh Also, please know that we do not enjoy throwing our guests under the bus. Unfortunately, in order to address... In order what to address <laughs> what is happening? You know, I don't like to. In order to address this particular retraction, we do need to mention that our guest, Mary Beth Monroe, joined us with her husband Andy Cobb last year on the showcast, and we talked about the what very talented both of them. Before you yes, continue. in their own right, <laughs> very talented. good people, salt of the earth, good guys, this was good golfers. Obviously, a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were talking about other bands who were deserving of a Broadway musical and subsequent Clint Eastwood movie made about their lives, oh, like the Jersey Boys, oh. much oh, like yeah. the Jersey Boys. Topical. So, what other bands uh, should have that treatment? And in the context of that, Mary Beth was heard to say the following. 
about the soup dragons. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So their one hit wonder was someone else's hit? Oh, that's the word. That's so sad. Oh, it it hurts to hear it back. Yeah, that's awful. Unfortunately, though, it has been over a year and a half since that episode. And uh, let that be a lesson to you kids out there. Don't put your junk on the internet because it's never going to go away. Uh-huh. Uh, we recently, only recently, after a year and a half, received a viewer email informing us that the Soup Dragons were not at all a one-hit wonder. Wait a minute. Seriously? Yeah. Carrie, I'm what? sorry. You weren't at that oh, show. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we had Mary It was Beth just me, Andy Bart, Cobb, Adam, and our two guests. Who are the Soup Dragons? <laughs> well, actually, I mean, how did you guys not know that the Soup Dragons had several top 40 hits here in the U.S., including I'm Free, Divine Thing, and Pleasure? And so clearly the Soup Dragons were a very successful band with many popular songs, both here in America and in the U.K., all of which were actually enjoyed by you guys during your college days, if you think back, mm, when true. you weren't high and drunk. Karen, you were really on this. Wow. I'm sure hard to, it's hard to believe that you did not know that. I, I wish I would have been here. Yeah. It's if crazy. Only, if only you were here. Well, let me just say, the sketch yes. goofed The sketch goofed more in the way that biopics follow a formula. This is true. We were plugging other bands into that formula more than kidding with the bands we don't hear from much anymore. Well, I want you to know that they had eight top 20 hits in the UK alone. Wow. Which is why our apologies for inaccurately suggesting a lack of success on the Soup Dragons part. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we got that ugliness out of the way. Well, I'm sorry, Paul, that ugliness actually did continue. Uh, And the next time it involved a member of the movie, guys. Wait, what? You, Paul. Paul? In fact, were heard to say the following. We don't like your song, but we have a hit we think you guys could have if you were to cover The Stones. Oh, yeah. I'm free, right? Uh, Yes, this was a cover of a Stone song, and it was pointed out by our listener, Andy Cobb. And though it was not a very popular Stone song, so I, for one, would like to suggest that it wasn't until the Soup Dragons recorded it that this particular version... Gained such fame and nor- notori- notoriety. No, all, of, all of those things. Absolutely, no <laughs> duh. It charted in the top 20 in six. Do you hear me, Bart? Six countries. Wow. How are you guys unaware of this? Karen is really on. Did you look down when you walked around and not pay any attention to anything around you for like your entire college career? Likely, yes. Probably. Okay. Now, look again. Yes. We were inaccurate in our representation yes. of the Soup Dragons and their popularity. As such, an apology. Well, it happens. I wish I'd been I here. Should I should have been. Said you guys straight. We all make mistakes once. Well, Paul, twice oh in my. your case. <laughs> yes, shortly wow. after that comment, you went on to say... And when they realize this is the only song they have... Oh. Then the tough thing is sad. Again, I don't want to point fingers, but again, Paul, clearly not the only song they have. No. And I think I can speak for you when I say that you were clearly caught up in the moment of our goofery and simply got carried away. You you wanted to be included in the fun, and in an effort to ingratiate yourself and try to seem cool to the rest of us, you piled on unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, but Bart, maybe this is... Just some crackpot fan that's a little too zealous in his support of the Soup Dragons. I mean, we, we really can't base our retractions on the feelings, opinions, and attitudes of a single, nameless, faceless, random viewer. My thoughts at first, too, Paul, but upon, upon further research, it turns out the individual who emailed us about this was actually Sean Dixon. Uh-huh. Yeah. The lead singer of the lead, Soup Dragons. Lead singer, guys. Uh, he also wrote a lot of their songs, too. Wrote the songs that they charted with. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you know what? On 
On second thought, it wasn't the Soup Dragons that we meant to single out. They are clearly not one-hit wonders. No. Rather, the band we were thinking of was, of course, Ned's Atomic Dustbin. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're sorry is the point. Right? Yes. All right. I love how you hit the cue for uh, another another band I love, a Dead Tommy Tuspin, and it was not the song I was thinking of, so I know they have more than one hit. <laughs> so let me just go right now. Ned's Atomic Dustbin, sorry. You guys did great. Well, I'd be happy to fill it in for you. Five hits in the US. Uh, ten in the UK. Ned? Ned's, Ned's Atomic Dustbin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you see any picture of me freshman year, I have a Ned's Atomic Dustbin <laughs> t-shirt on and a Soup Dragon CD in my dorm room. <laughs> so, yeah, th- what this is their other hit, right? Yeah. Oh, it was so... Not, I don't think a bad song came out in the alternative charts in 1992. Well, they got heavy rotation. On Adam and I's favorite college radio station, made famous in Rain Man, 97X, X. the future the of future rock and roll. Rock and roll. Yes, this is, uh, and I, I hope he watches. I hope he watches this. You've got his. Uh, you can respond <laughs> to the chain with, with a clip of us saying this. I got to tell you, Bart and I. Yes, we went to college in the the best alternative station. You would not believe there is literally nobody in that town listened to anything but this. It was the only thing you heard coming out of storefronts, cars, etc. You're allowed to X. talk. 97X, the future of rock and roll. What town was that in? Oxford, Ohio. Oh, wow. Do you remember that from the movie, The Main Rain, Rain Man, where he's like, bam, the future of rock and roll. Oh, yeah. 97X, bam. I, mean, I do remember that music, though. I love that. Like, I was just listening to I Want to Be Adored today. Oh. I mean, that's a different, that was like yeah. 89, maybe. It's good, though. But like, yeah, yeah. I, I, at Stone Roses, I Want to yeah. Be Adored. I kind of think Roses, of them as like God. Soup Dragons. Maybe even a little EMF, like that. Like, oh yeah, like, EMF. Uh, yeah, yeah, EMF. Uh-huh. Um, Jesus Jones. You want some Jesus yeah, Jones? Jesus I Jones. Love my Jesus God. That, that. I mean, yeah, that was the thing. It was like, and it's it's not eighty nine. It's it's. I think uh, Stone Roses came out. I'm gonna say ninety. Okay. And I think uh, she was uh, off by a whole three months, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> End my life. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing is like the Soup Dragons. The reason we ran for that reference is like I like that reference because I like that band. So yeah, it was one hit wonders. We were just looking for funny names of bands. I like that he stud- I like that guy wrote. I thought that was really kind of awesome cool that he wrote because he cares. This is, a, this is a highlight. Yeah, it was actually kind of cool that somebody out there paid attention. And it was a lesson about. Just the permanence of the internet, because this yeah. was a year and a half ago, yeah. and he's like, "Look, he just—either he just came across it, or he just got around to busting our balls about it." But <laughs> either way, that's is out there, and I appreciate and him getting back to it because I hashtag a fan came across the hashtag oh, through a search, okay. told him, and he went, "Wow, hey, wait a hey we got <laughs> ratted out." <laughs> yeah. Somebody ratted us and, out, and, Karen. And, I, and I will say, <laughs> oh, well, not, I'll say, I'll go, it goes one level deeper. That whole town listened to Nice Seven X, the future of rock and roll, and this this is what was playing, and Happy Mondays, and you name it. That stuff from '92. Cranberries. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cranberries. And uh, my house was right next to the 97X Tower. So I didn't just get Soup Dragons when I got in my car or went to work. You got cancer. As well. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear Soup. Yes. Right. If you pause the VCR so there was nothing coming through the TV, it was 97X, the future of rock and roll. <laughs> if you were on, on the phone talking to people... And there was it silence. Was soup you could hear the soup dragon. So I, I you know, it's, you're, talk, uh, you're talking to grandma, and you're talking, and then all of a sudden it's like a little sweet, sweet, sweet. Divine. That's why you had a T-shirt. It just like grew on your body. Like, <laughs> just like, yeah. you had no choice. Well, Actually, that's the, fun. Next, the next atomic dustbin came free with the CD. 
the, the t-shirt. Yeah, I wore it for like a year. Smart. <laughs> Wait a minute. The t-shirt you paid for, the CD was free. Yeah. No, no, no. I paid for the much. CD, oh, okay. but it came okay. with a free t-shirt. Okay. We can think of it that way, though. If, if Super yeah. Dragons had as well, I would have had that as well. Uh, <laughs> Do you wear the, the concert T-shirt to the concert? I do. Band you're seeing? I do. Um, oh, yes. good question. I know Why it's not? not cool, but I've it's, heard this. Yes. You know. yeah. yeah. Of course. Are right? you that guy? It's weird that that's not a thing. I have like a split decision about this. I I would say no unless you're going to see a band that you're obsessed with. That you, I I want. I was obsessed with Skinny Puppy when I was a ah, teenager. Good one. My mom would not let me go. So when I went to see them a year and a half ago. I, I didn't wear the shirt, but I didn't disrespect the people who showed up. Because we everyone there was like, I am crazy about this band. <laughs> this is so... I went home with a pair of skin-tight, skinny puppy leggings. Oh, cute! I, Wait, how, were, how were they a year and a half ago? Awesome! Yeah. That's yeah. So That's well, not so skinny, but they're you know very puppy. Well, yeah, so much puppy. Those puppies are dogs now. But they, I actually was so excited. I put something on Instagram, like, because I'm having the time of my life, skinny puppy. And then like a year and a half later... It's like on the Soup Dragon <laughs> timetable. Timetable. <laughs> the official Skinny Puppy page liked my. Fo- it's so minor, but oh, I was yeah. like, right? over the. Mi- I was like, oh my god! It was very. That was cool. the thing. Was it's cool. very exciting. Getting I the love Soup that. Dragon, uh, the lead singer of the Soup Dragons, the writer of their songs, to write us. I'm like, I, I was That's over the moon rad, when you said yeah. that. I'm like, oh my god, this is fantastic. Except that we sound like assholes. The grave is being dug much deeper now. Yeah, it's worked out. To his credit, he was very very cool about the whole thing. He was. He did. Say we were funny, yeah. so uh, cool. you've been now. You're new to Twitter, right, sir? Yeah, I'm not very good you're at gonna it. You're gonna get a lot more of that. Oh. Now people will come out and be like, I saw where you mentioned me, and the, da, 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 and the and Twitter like, is oh, you're gonna get well, a lot of skinny friends. Puppy, if they want to, you know, we'll wanna... hashtag this one skinny puppy. I think we should <laughs> call Dragons, this one something. Ned's Atomic Dustbin. Let's try yeah, it. Ned's Atomic Dustbin as well. <laughs> hashtag my junks on the internet. Yeah. Skinny puppy. Seema dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get uh, to our first movie sure, of the weekend. Paul. It is. Movie's coming since, out? I thought since, we were done. Since that's why we're here. All right. <laughs> the retractions are, are behind us now. Yeah. Good. Or the retraction. Uh, <clears throat> first movie, In the Heart of the Sea. Bart, no, don't get too excited, yeah. all right? This movie is not based on the necklace from Titanic. But, Paul, they never did find the necklace, and therefore <laughs> it is still out there. So I'm just oh. saying that Titanic 2... Is still out there, also. So you know, and I'm gonna go find it. Okay, listen. Sounds like you're not the right choice to preview this. <laughs> you're right, Paul. You go ahead and tell the story of a giant sperm whale. I'll be over here giggling. All right. Adam, let's do this. Blowhole. Nice. In the heart of the sea tells the true story that inspired the novel Moby Dick. Inspiration can strike artists anywhere. I saw a full CD of musicians who had to express themselves in song because they were so inspired by the movie The Lone Ranger. (laughs) Moby Dick. Uh, Well then, based on a book, it is a movie, Paul. Uh, Yes, but remember, it's not based on Moby Dick. Mm -hmm. It's based Uh -uh. on accounts from one of the few survivors back in the 1800s. Narrative of the most extraordinary and distressing shipwreck of the whale ship Essex. That's back when titles didn't have to fit on a movie marquee. (laughs) Also, uh, In the Heart of the Sea was itself a book written in the year 2000 by Nathaniel Philbrick. So, this also qualifies as a movie. Continue, Paul. Mm. 
Now, Herman, Vilbil, Herman Melville's inspiration for Moby Dick came from the story of the whaling ship Essex, a ship renowned for hiring only the most handsome sailors, played accurately in this movie by Chris Hemsworth, Cillian Murphy, Tom Holland, and Ben Wishaw. <laughs> uh, for those losing interest, that's Thor, Scarecrow, Spider-Man, and James Bond's Q. Oh, thank you. Oh, this movie has everything. We were losing Karen for a I, moment. I, I'm picturing it now. Got your back, Tom <laughs> Holland, <laughs> Spider-Man. This movie has everything. Hemsworth, Dick. Now, just to be clear, ladies... <laughs> That's Moby Dick, not Hemsworth Dick, no. or even Moby's Dick if you're into electronic music. The Dick referenced here is a whale. And by whale, we don't mean that it's really big. We mean that he's literally a fish or a mammal or whatever. Look, the point being, yes. you don't get to see Chris Hemsworth's Dick no. in this movie. The closest you remain is their remake of Vacation. <laughs> I did enjoy that. Oh, my God. Did you see that, sir? His dick? Oh, my God. In, in Vacation, he comes in with his shirt off, and he's just busy pointing, and his penis is there, and it's amazing. <gasps> I didn't see it. It's funny. It's good. With Ed Helms yeah. and Christine Applegate. They're having it's such great. a moment. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I'll, I'll keep an eye on his He's gorgeous. Way. And he's really mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Thank you for the update, Paul. It's got it all. <laughs> yeah. That's a good movie. <laughs> While Hemsworth is clearly the star, the supporting cast has their share of moments. Here's a clip of the crew prepping the boat for an encounter with the beast. Men, 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 That is really stupid. Now, the last time Ron Howard directed Chris Hemsworth, he had him crashing Formula One cars in Rush. Oh, that's right. Now he's got him drowning in the ocean and fighting for his life against a giant whale. I get the feeling Ron Howard really doesn't like Chris Hemsworth. Now, this story takes place back when whaling was vital to a society dependent upon whale meat and oil, which is different from whaling now, which is just to be a dick. (laughs) The crew of the Essex sets out to stab a 50-ton mammal with spears. What could possibly go right? Turns out that pisses whales off in real life, (laughs) as well as in this movie. Their ship is attacked by the enraged sperm whale, ramming them at high speed and destroying it. So let that be a lesson for you kids. Another lesson. (laughs) Now... Clearly you can see why whales are bad and should be hunted to extinction. I live and breathe. He's mine. Ah yes, the good old days back when whales were evil and our sworn enemy. Promise me to come back. I'll come back as quick as the summer's night, I swear. I have no idea what that means, but it sounds romantic. (laughs) Especially when coming out of the mouth of Chris Hemsworth. Coming out of the mouth of... Bart, laugh at that. Yeah. Sperm. The destruction of the ship leaves the crew with little food or water to make the 2,000-mile journey to land in whaling boats, where they resort to ultimately to cannibalism. Now, the movie was originally supposed to be released last March, but it had to be moved when the amount of pee drinking required by the dehydrated crew made it an immediate Oscar contender. That's right. A Absolutely. crew of men on a boat sailing into the unknown. Centuries before, sailors feared sailing off the edge of the earth. for the edge of sanity. <laughs> oh, so it's got that apocalypse now feel, <laughs> except instead of Marlon Brando, the whale in this movie is actually a whale. Zing! That was a morning zoo oh joke. Oh my gosh. Yeah. However, oh my the gosh. story of the movie about the giant whale that is swallowed up by The Force Awakens has yet to be written. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert! Some Uh-oh. crazy old lady throws it back into the ocean at the end. Well, you're still confused, Bart. <laughs> Either way, Paul, my heart will go on. Uh-huh. All right, that's... Thank you, Bart. Oh, yes. Turn that music off. Stop it. Uh, I am a milk. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's in the heart of the sea, everybody. See, see, my Sarah, heart that's how we inform the audience. I'm informed. Yeah. Very helpful. Yeah. Wait, let, let's go right to Sarah then, because you haven't seen this trailer, right? So yeah. what, what do you make of this movie? You want to? You interested? Does it sound interesting? It's very intense. I mean, it's like the Iliad, but with like a, a whale. She's like, you come back for me. And then he speaks nonsense. I'd like to give a note, though. It, the summer <laughs> nights are actually um, very long. <laughs> that's so true. this guy is like banking extra time. You're between your daylight savings times? Yeah. yeah. It's like June 21st. Dude, that's the longest night out there. So you know he knows that because he's a sailor. Just because you've got a giant penis, you know, doesn't mean that. Whatever I, you know, but it sounds good. I, I mean, it sounds like like one of those like Martian, you know, where you're just like, okay. I'm thrilled. Well, it looks like a journey, right? Yeah. I think the key is Ron Howard. If it seemed like a movie that uh, that like Master and Commander probably didn't spill over to. Uh, the female audience, yeah. but Ron Howard may be the one to reach, you know. Well, women like movies about whales, so. <laughs> I, I traditionally, know if I'd traditionally. Suck, it's a bottle of cab. I'm, I'm in with the girls. Mm-hmm. We're doing a whale Watching movie. a whale movie. <laughs> we're carving whale bones. That's a good Saturday night right we're there. We're drinking our own urine. <laughs> and we're just talking about cramps. <laughs> and then, but for good Krampus. measure, yeah. it was for good measure, you get Chris Hemsworth. And you don't even need him <laughs> with like, all that goodness. You're curl up with some whale bones. Mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth. Whatever. Well, I mean, he doesn't even need a last name. Yeah, it's crazy. I just get tired saying his name. Would you drink some? Somebody else's urine? No, uh, Chris Hemsworth. on the circumstance. Yeah. yeah. Gun to your head? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sure. That's super yeah. threatening. I mean, if it was like, calls do you want a free pizza? I'd be like, let's discuss this. But like, if someone was like, I'll kill you, I'd be like, oh, it's oh. just going to be salty. <laughs> so, I don't think you as get As long to as it's a... cold, it's okay. Yeah, yeah you oh, can right? yeah. mm-hmm. If it was like oh, free wait, pint Chill glass. it? You want to chill good... your urine? Yeah. I, never I would of drink that. my own urine in a Because you can drink anything cold. Yeah, anything. It's that lukewarm body temperature. Yeah, you're right. That really is the more offensive thing about drinking pee, about the idea of drinking pee. I don't drink pee. Like a hot, Whoops. steaming, chowdery bowl of pee. Yeah. Chowdery? Nice. Look, if it's, if it's, if it's chunky, nice. you've got problems, oh, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you want to see a doctor. A nice protonated... Chunky pee is a sign that things are wrong. Chunky Rap name. It's my rap name. Improv group or a ska band. Chunky pee? Chunky pee. Improv group. But it's spelled P-E-E. Yeah. It's not chunky Wait a minute. Now, what the hell kind of what? horrible ship diseases make the pee chunky? Scurvy, I think. Scurvy. Scurvy. Rat syphilis. Rat. Yeah. Oh, all uh, rat, diseases. rat diseases. Man's overreaching as a species, I think, is what usually makes it. <laughs> now, I'm oh, sorry, that's what makes the plot chunky. Sorry. Because this movie was made after the nature. because this movie was made after the whole thing with SeaWorld, we know the whale doesn't get killed, right? That's just a given. I've never read Moby Moby Dick. Does he kill it at the end of that? I don't know, but you can't kill a whale in a movie, can you? Today in no, this day and age, they're not doing, unless it's the blackfish. You can kill topical. that one. It's They're killing them right Real? now. Oh, I see. What? The, they're doing the mass like slaughter. It's happening right now. Right? What? Where oh. they're like, oh, we we drive them into a cove and we slaughter them. Why? That's the that's the yeah. dolphin. He, that's it's horrible. Whale or dolphin? I know about that. I know There's about the dolphin. It's a documentary, right? Maybe it's a dolphin. It's the dolphin. Why does it have to well, happen? Well, it's the only oh, way well, we can get tuna. Dolphin, I hate those. Things. They're so rude, smug. Aggressive. They're all smart. They're so, so smart. smart. They you, think they're so you, smart. Oh God! Why don't you put on a pair of thick nerd glasses and just be smart. cool? Yeah, I'll, I'll, me, kill, me, I'll me, kill a couple I'm dolphins. a dolphin. I'm just kidding. I, I love can't dolphins. even imagine. Some of my Everybody best friends are dolphins. dolphins. You don't have to say that. That's what makes the tuna taste good. You don't get to write a book about another book, though. That's what. So, when researching this movie. What? Are you it, talking about? Well, there's, a, there's a book called Moby rules. Dick about this story. And then some guy in the year 2000 goes, I got a great idea for a story. It's about a giant whale that terrorizes a ship. Yeah, done before, buddy. 
I agree with you there. No, because yeah. I've That's always, weird. I've always said in the wake of movie remakes, you don't remake it. You don't rewrite a nah, book. Uh, uh, you know I mean, how would you do this it? This is the you best just, analogy. Uh, uh, Paul has always said you don't rewrite a book. Uh, 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 Maybe he figured like everyone says that they've read Moby Dick and everyone's got it on their shelf. But, no, but they've like gone like to, they're like, oh, he's really You think slow. it's a whole movie. In the heart of the sea is told. He's added some sex and violence. Yeah. It's told from the cabin boy's perspective. racing through the street. Oh, cabin boy. It is Cabin Wanna Boy. Buy a monkey? You Wanna it. buy a monkey? <laughs> yeah, Chris Elliott's. It's his version hey, of this movie. Uh, boy, we really could have used a Cabin Boy drop, couldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, you know, I found I find it. I will take the room to task Uh-oh, and say that it is amazing that Moby Dick is based somewhat on a historical thing that happened. If you right. read about the, you know, I did some intense research to write those dumbass jokes. Yeah. But but the, a whale really, yeah. it, it, they said, because uh, someone, the one survivor wrote that long title that you read there. It was uh, off of a, New England. A, a, a document of the- uh, Hold on a second, there's a wow. New England? Yes. Uh, so and, um, much better than and the, the other England. The other one was lame. It is fierce. I've never said that word. I, don't know. I know that was I awesome. The old Hampshire was a uh, getting a bit. <laughs> but the, the, this this thing rams like it's out of straight out of a movie that it comes like at an excessive amount of speed to ram the ship and destroy it, and it does like it shattered the ship and everybody's like when you see all this dramatic stuff in the trailer, a, a whale really did that in That's the eighteen hundreds to this to this crew. I bet those guys were a bunch of dicks, though. Yeah, they probably egged it on. Right? <laughs> they were like yeah, irritating they, it. They what, stabbed it a bunch. What upset Jaws? Like, because then Jaws was like a little remake of that kind of. See, Jaws. Modern day Moby Dick. Very well done. Yeah. You know what upset Jaws was that little slutty You're girl swimming without yeah. any clothes on. He was like, I have he to eat saw you. saw a bunch of boobs and he was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat that. I think yeah, she was on crazy. a period. That was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Well, that's the she cue, does. I think, to move on. We covered that We're going to need a bigger joke. <laughs> For our second and final new film of the weekend, The Big Short, the story of a male porn star who overcame his little shortcoming to become a big star. Wait a second. Wait, that can't be. That just can't be it. I can't be Stop giggling. Now, look. Sorry. Not getting these titles right today. The Big Short uh, will open small, then go wide. Bart, stop it. Did you write that? It's a show or not a girl. Karen, could you please tell everyone I will try. what it's about? <laughs> this movie will be a show or not a grower? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cast. The pain of knowing just how badly the Big Bang screwed the American people is eased by a cast of hunky actors. Mm. This movie is about a giant monolithic villain. Nothing to total for total domination of the globe. No matter how many innocent people it has to destroy in the process. Wall Street. Oh, that yep, was the that's villain. what it's yeah. about. The Big mm-hmm. Short gives a snapshot of the 2008 financial crisis when a bunch of greedy investors figured out a way to make money by losing it or something and turned down <laughs> houses or turned houses into stocks while giving houses to people with no credit. Fabulous. It was a disaster that nobody could see coming except thousands of experts. <laughs> This story is about a few of them. It's about four guys who created the credit default swap market that, in essence, bet against the housing market and allowed them to profit immensely when all these bad loans failed. This, of course, forced banks to foreclose on mortgages and resulted in thousands of families losing their homes. Wait a minute. Who are we rooting for here again? 
That's proof positive that no bad deed can't be profited from. Mm. The big short sports and amazing. Wow, that's hard to say. The, the big, big short sports the and big amazing. Big short sports. That's the kids' version of this. <laughs> it it's animated. I it's, like sports shorts. It's about <laughs> soccer. I surf in them. I <laughs> skate in them. Sports shorts. That's the Muppet Babies of this movie. Go ahead. It has an amazing <laughs> cast of Oscar nominees, including Christian Bale, Brad Pitt, Ryan Gosling, Steve Carell, and Marissa Tomei. Mm. So it comes as no surprise that this movie is directed by Record Scratch. <laughs> <laughs> Director of Anchorman and the other guys, Adam McKay. Sorry, I couldn't find that record scratch sound effects. I went record scratch for you guys. Thank you, honey. Yeah, I was sure. wondering. Very good. That was good, though, right? Yeah. McKay's involvement makes more sense when you realize that these characters aren't your typical Wall Street analysts, but a group of eccentric geniuses who recognize that the economy was headed for a fall and decide to place one big bet against the market. And Adam McKay has the best track record for putting eccentricity on screen. I love carpet. <laughs> I love desk. Brick, are you just looking at things in the office and saying that you love them? I love lamp. <laughs> Do you really love the lamp, or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. All your man crushes are here in one great movie. Brad Pitt, Christian Bale, Ryan Gosling, and Steve Carell. One of these things is not like the other. Oh, wait a second. Steve Carell? (laughs) Well, every new kids on the block has a Donnie Wahlberg. Christian Bale and Brad Pitt dressing like average dudes in December. It must be Oscar season. (laughs) The Big Short joins 99 Homes in this year's category of Thanks for Reminding Us Movies. (laughs) It's the story of how the big banks lie to the American home buyer and how the American home buyer refused to do simple math. Wow, I can buy a $500,000 house, but I only make 60000 a year? <laughs> the Big Short is the kind of movie that will make you want to stand up and cheer in the car that you are now living in. <laughs> I said at the top of the show, yes. I was in the market. They, they came to us and said, you can get $800,000. And I said, there's no way I can afford an eight hundred thousand oh, dollar house, crazy. and they give you also all sorts of like scammy formulas about how you're going to refinance in six months, and you're going to have twenty percent equity, and going to roll that into your second mortgage. And I was like, this smells. Wow. I could taste the stink. Did yeah. you buy on something? This deal. No. It's just stinky. Oh. That's smart though, because it becomes really exciting when you've always dreamed. I well, think yeah, that's that how they get people. But you're not supposed to get people that way. It used to be called usury, right? It used to be in the Bible saying, don't ever do that. And Jesus hates it's it. It's kind you of li- like lying, I think. <laughs> lying oh, yeah. I think it used bad. to be called lying, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, it's, it's called entrepreneurship in the 2000s, I think. And now no one likes them. No. Yeah. Everyone's like, I don't like them. We, we have a I credit don't. union because we don't like the big banks. Yeah. yeah. We, we actually got fired by a mortgage broker. What? Yeah. Um, because he, he found out that we were shopping around for other mortgage brokers. Good for you. That's I'm what like, you're supposed uh, to do. We're allowed to have oh. more than one mortgage broker. And at one meeting, I said to him, uh, his name was Sam. I won't use his oh. last name. They must, been making, they, must been, they must have been making money hand over fist to like yeah. go, go away. It was Sam Shepard. It was Sam Shepard. He's a good actor and writer, but bad at and mortgages. Said, uh, so really. emotional. <laughs> the whole transaction. The whole like, transaction. Oh made me rethink God, my whole all life. That sparse language. Like one thing to turn me down for the loan, but making me rethink my whole life <laughs> through the prism of uh, this. Why are you so invested, Sam? <laughs> but I asked him, I said, Do you own a home? And he said, No. And I said, well, when, are, when are you buying one? And he couldn't answer it. And I, oh, you're good. I again, I walked out of the office. I said, the guy who's selling us a mortgage isn't buying a house right now, (laughs) and he's telling me it's the best time to buy a house. He lives in a rented condo. You've got ice in your veins. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right. And he, and, and, well, I'll tell you what. Like he also loves like a moment it. like that. I've, I've yeah. heard you're dealing with like people trying to repair your car and stuff. Oh, he yeah. loves nailing them. Just yeah, <laughs> set them really? up, knock them down. Is that what you think? And he'll and he'll and he'll, he'll like a legal attorney. You should go into law, Bart, because you love that moment where you give them a little something, give them a little thread, and then they bite on it, and you go, "Gotcha." Oh gosh. <laughs> and then I say, "Speak loud enough for the." Uh, Jury to hear you. Oh, I think the lapel mic. Loud enough for the jury to hear you. I wish I could do that. I oh. can see someone taking me from a mile away, and I'm like, yeah. oh, um, when I go home, I'm going to just really rewrite this. <laughs> In my head. Be, oh, I'm going to be so bad. But you're dealing with, That's with hundreds of thousands of dollars that you don't yeah. have, yeah. right? Amazing. It's a scary, scary moment. Meanwhile, <laughs> this is a Christian amazing Bale. cast directed by really an incredibly talented director. And he helped write it, too. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm Adam McKay is the full filmmaker. I mean, you want to you want to put a, a list of people who are the full filmmaker, the auteur. He's an auteur. I mean, he really crafts. And, and, and as much as you know, you might play Brick Tamland or whatever, everything like that. The the craftsmanship he has over the directing of a scene is astounding. It's just it's just been put towards completely wacky comedy. Well, here we have a bunch of eccentric people. In, in, in a story that still has to be told the way that the story of, you know, Step Brothers or any of those things has to be told. So I, this is going to be exciting. I mean, it's Adam McKay directing Brad Pitt, Ryan Gosling, uh, and uh, other people. And Marissa Tomei, too. <laughs> Marissa Tomei. And, and as Bart said, uh, other She's people so who beautiful. also have names. They also have names. <laughs> but the other thing about this really good-looking cast is that they've all been uglied up. Yeah. Except yes, for Steve Carell. Steve Carell, just come, come as you are. That's fine. You're good I thought Steve Carell looked a little... I was, I was uh, at a stop and I was looking at this sign on the side of a bus and I was trying to figure out who was who because they all looked ugly. Yeah. Except Steve Carell looked like Donald Trump. Marissa Tomei look ugly. She wasn't on there. She oh, that's on how. There. Yeah, because she's uh, an impossibility. That's one of Paul's uh what is it, get out of jail oh, free. Paul pass. Paul pass. That's it. Yeah. Paul pass. Yeah. yeah. Fake word. <laughs> get to have it didn't sex. exist before the movie. There was no such thing as a hall pass. They invented well, why it. Why is that bad? That's creative. Well, it felt like they were trying to suggest to me that, hey, this is a term you use all the time, right? You're no. Right hey, you that's, love the, this. that's the John Hughes ethic. All, all yeah. the all the put downs and stuff in his movies, he made those up. But you go, oh, that must be what. Wait a minute, Neil Maxi Zoom Dweeby didn't yeah. exist before. Wait, I just figured I, I wasn't hip enough to know. Yep. See, oh, that's yeah. how it works. It's a confidence game. Now you know about hall pass. You don't get one because you don't have a girlfriend, so it won't work for you. My life is a hall pass. That's right. Still wandering the halls <laughs> for your classroom. He has no idea where he's going. when you find your classroom, you'll instantly be like, but I need the pass. I need my pass. Where's my pass? All right, enough of this nonsense. We have, uh, we have entirely we different have more nonsense, nonsense to get to. To cover with our guest, uh, who is currently in the Lily Tomlin movie, Grandma, Yay! and has appeared wow, so in the cool. films like Enough Said, Life As We Know It, Going the Distance, and I Love You, Man, as well as a veritable host Very of television well. so- shows such as uh, Drunk History and Enlightened. <gasps> And it wouldn't be the same if we didn't have someone who at least appeared on one episode of the Mini We always project. have to have every yes, show. Someone Mini from the project. Mini project. We are. Her new film, Slow Learners, is available on VOD and DVD on December 15th. Sarah Burns, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Lovely. Thanks for coming. I've been talking nonstop since I sat down. <laughs> <laughs> and it's our turn to stop talking over you. I lost my voice. No, I li- please. If you. I never stop talking, so if you want to speak, you have to wedge your way in there. Oh, good. You'll fit right in here. Constant monologue. So, uh, Slow Learners mm-hmm. is, uh, we all saw it. It's got, uh, what's this guy? Adam Pally? Adam Pally. Pally. He also, Mindy Project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. True. Uh, and the two of you are the leads, and 
I either you can tell us what it's about, or I'll play a clip that you can expound on. What do you think? Oh, you know, I've never I've never been on a show where uh-huh. someone's played a clip and yeah. I've explained. So right. I would love oh, to. Or expound. Here's how you lead into it. You go, oh, I don't know what clip they sent you. I don't know what clip you have there. That's what they was doing, like on the I on the Tonight Show, right? I don't know what clip they sent you. I, I didn't go over it in massive detail with my publicist lawyer and uh, shaman. But please, well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Sarah, we'll play it then, and afterwards you can tell us what you thought. Yeah. What is it about me that makes you not want to say it? <laughs> Honestly? Yeah. Like everything. Starting with your face first. Just like <laughs> you're smelling something that doesn't smell good. You don't look like you have bones under your body at all. You're just sort of like an old baby. It's a complete answer. That's a complete answer. When was the last time you engaged in intercourse? Do you mean like a um, full-on kind of? <laughs> so you're abstinent. No. It's, it's more just like, oh gosh. Because is it March already? <laughs> so, I'm tired of being such a dork. It's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like beer. I want to be a guy that no matter where they are, there's a possibility that he, he could have sex in a bathroom. I want to be <laughs> sex in the bathroom, people. That's so cool. I would do this. So these two friends, who are both oh, obviously so by those two clips, unlucky in love, uh, set up into uh, to a plan. Sex in a bathroom, people. Yeah. To, to not sex be it up. allowed home at Christmas. I knew someone who wasn't allowed home at Christmas, and she was so cool. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and she was banned from Christmas. Yeah, they were like, "We're done with this shit." This year. Sorry. wow. Oh yeah, and, that's uh, oh, you can say that. shit ass. And then she wasn't allowed home. But I so when we were doing that scene, I was thinking of her, like cause she was so hot and like cool and bad. Not, How much? Uh, not allowed home for Christmas. Yeah. I I've wow. never been that person. No, I've that's chosen funny, to yeah. be like. That's I'm not funny. coming home this yeah, year. I'm going to Turkey. Like I'm lied. <laughs> it's like, different. I don't want to go home. Yeah. That's different. But that's that's typical of the, the humor of this movie because that's a perfect description of a type of person that yeah. I had never thought of before. And you hear them describe it as it, and then you realize these characters think of things in these terms. Yeah. It's just, it's a complete experience in terms of comedy because you're like, that is a great reference, and I can't believe she thinks that is cool, and yeah. that's what she's going for. That is dirty. That is cocaine fueled STD. <laughs> <laughs> that is pee that's chunky. That's chunky pee. That's some chunky pee. Chowdery pee. If not before, for sure afterwards. Oh, oh you God. are going to pass proteins <laughs> and make them tasting like shit. But yeah, I wanted to have we yeah, we're we're such nerds. We're so lost. We're so uncool. Yeah. You know, like you're in a friendship with people sometimes and you, you can't ever change the dynamic where someone is always oh, the lord and master of the friendship and the other one is like the one who drives and pays for <laughs> dinner and they're like the people who are like the nerds who just like they can't change the dynamic they have with life. Yeah. It's very That's black. kind of the arc of the movie, right? You guys are trying to change your arc mm-hmm. and you change it falsely only to kind of end up somewhat you know, it, yeah, don't give away the end. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm just saying both. that they try and change and change and change to try and. You know. Well, there is a there is a, a, a perceived predictability about this when you see the opening dynamic. You're like, oh, I know where this they is going. Be together. But it may or may not end up there. But yeah. I'll tell you, the way it gets to wherever it ends up is not the way you think it's going to go at all. <laughs> so it's a very wonderful twist on the story that that I, you think you're about to see, but it isn't. Yeah. Very nice. Very well like done. It. Perfectly Thank unpredictable. You. I do this for a living. The best part about the, uh, the the clip we played is that she tells Adam's character at the top, this uh, this date he's on, why she, nerds, she's not attracted yeah. to him. 
And he says, that's a complete answer. But you haven't heard the complete answer. You, so you it watch goes the, on for a long time. She's fantastic. My that favorite part Megan of which. Nuringer. She's funny. She's actually a friend of ours. Adam Pally and I were friends before. The movie destroyed our friendship. We are no longer speaking. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you're having a lot of sex. Both, we're, well, we, that was the problem. Yeah, yeah that could be uncomfortable. <laughs> so we're both suing each other. Um, am I sad? But, like, um, but, but um, Megan is such a funny comedian and actress and... Um, and she just nailed it. But yes. my favorite line she in that was, funny. you look like a lesbian anchorman. <laughs> An a lesbian <laughs> anchorman. <laughs> Weatherman? A lesbian anchorman, man. Which, which is lesbian just, anchorman? Like which is just... Uh, smelling uh, something bad. You have no bones in your face. Like you look like a baby. <laughs> That's a very complete which answer. I throw that in a pile with, I watched a Dana Gould comedy special this week, and he's one of my favorite comedians. And he was, he was unpleased with how he looked. He said, I feel like I just look like a bunch of walnuts in a, in a condom. <laughs> 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 That's not... Singing condom full of walnuts. That's not good. <laughs> Just looks. So how did you get involved with this? Um, I auditioned, and um, I auditioned. Allison Jones was auditioning people for it, and I met the directors, and then I got the part. But it took a while for it to come together. There was originally. Um, other actors and like it just took so long they, the producers were trying to get this film made for a while yeah, it has a real legitimate indie feel about oh, it yeah. where they they clearly it's like they're tr they got everything they could out of the probably a very short time i would imagine to shoot it like three and a half weeks yeah yes and they had you know they filmed in media pennsylvania so they were oh really there's not a lot of cr crew and it was they had yeah. to do it like a low budget so they couldn't fly a lot of people in, you know, so they had to use local, which was great because we got great people. And but they were also an M Night Shyamalan movie was filming, so like people, all crews were spread really. Crew. Oh right, the, yeah. the little bit you have is yeah, already the divided. Crew, yeah, yeah. the weather is nice. I, it's I could beautiful. barely see because I, I have allergies. I was like, oh yeah, wandering around the streets and, um, but um. I think I just kept talking as a put, and I lost the thread of my. I was no, asking no. how you got involved. It's a legitimate <laughs> indie crew. It's a legitimate yeah. indie movie. It's like it's like a you know, a, 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 very few locations and uh, and but and yet they utilize everything possible. This this cast is like is is so full of every corner has somebody you recognize. Bobby Moynihan's in it. Mm -hmm. Pete Gross uh, yeah. was was in that clip from uh, the Sonic commercials and. Uh, um, Ivan know, Reitman's daughter is in it. Yeah, yep. Catherine. Yes. Catherine, who, had, who has a show that used to compete with this show. Oh. <laughs> what was it called? The Download? What was it called? No, she had some old movie show. Yeah, yeah it was cool. The yeah. Download is just oh, a couple of Oh, she broke WGA. it down. Yeah, breaking, breaking it, break it, down. it down. I'm watching the movie. I'm like, I know this woman yeah. from somewhere. And you could see Ivan a little in her face. Oh, well, yeah. Once, yeah. I, well, once I saw the name, I'm like, aha. She's yeah. so good. She's a friend of mine, too, She's actually. She's hilarious. I met her working on a film, and we became friends, and I love her. She's a strong improviser. She's Beautiful, beautiful mm -hmm. family. I mean, she's just the whole nine. She can go home for Christmas. She's allowed home for Christmas. <laughs> but it's really cool. It's just like it's this indie comedy that really works. And I am very uh, critical of comedy. Yeah. You know, if comedy isn't working and there's some sort of frat boy, somebody decides to make a comedy and they're mm -hmm. not good at it and they've just saw a couple sketches on SNL and was like, I want to do that. But this whole movie, it's like everything gets really nailed, I thought. Well, I the, mean, I think the, the two leads are super that. solid. Exactly. Right. The, no, exactly. I was going to say that. <laughs> I was coming here to drop Absolutely. <laughs> well, this no, movie does this movie does something that a lot of independent films need to do and don't always. It opens so strong mm -hmm. that you, yeah. you you definitely want to keep watching this movie five <laughs> minutes into it. Yeah. Uh, especially your scene, and I told you before the show, my favorite line is, "Is it March already?" It, is it March already? <laughs> when you're in having that consultation with with Doctor Pete Gross. 
mm-hmm. along, and it, it kind of goes back and forth between that and the in the the online date that that Adam's having. Yeah, th- this movie starts, and you know the other thing I noticed about it is it doesn't the pace doesn't slow down. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. There's there's this real interesting pace to it that kind of it, it comes out not like a shotgun, but it comes out very quick, and then it just maintains that that throughout the whole movie. So you're looking for a moment to get up and go to the bathroom. It's not there. So you should Soil. evacuate. So you have to drink your own pee. Yeah, you got to drink your own pee during this movie. Have a nice steaming bowl of your own pee. <laughs> <laughs> sit there in your own filth. No, I enjoyed that. <laughs> about this movie, movie is a steaming bowl of pee, yeah. says Rick Reed. And how, I mean that in a good way. <laughs> now, Sarah, how many times have people said to you, remind them of Kristen Wiig? I, I used to get that a lot more. The first, like, first mm, movie I was in, I I'm Love You, Man, that. people yeah. were like, I thought it was Kristen Wiig. And I was like, I don't see the problem with that. You know, there is no <laughs> problem with that. Okay, yeah, good. she's. Pretty. And she's yeah. like strong and she writes and like she dresses well. You know, she can sing. Like, I'll take it. I don't want to be like, oh, we thought you were Kim Jong-un, you know, like yeah, the right. whole time. Yeah. I was like, That's thought depressing. you were that dude who feeds his uncles to dogs. Like I Why isn't she playing more monsters? Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Dennis Rodman can't stay away from her. But um I've gotten that a lot. Sometimes it frustrated like it frustrated me at first because I was like, oh, I want to be my own person, but I was like, eh, why not like it's not, you know, like it's not the worst thing yeah. in the world that I could be and and it's it just means I'm obviously going to be incredibly cool and successful. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. Oh, so Jesus. you'll audition oh, for yeah. SNL then, right? Yeah. yeah. Good for you. Running the show very quickly. Very That'll be nice. After. You'll get the yeah. movie guy's bump. You'll go right there. I'll probably be in Bridesmaids. Oh, of course. The remake. Uh. If I can say the word. Can, <laughs> or you could just be in Blasphemous. Blasphemous. Whatever. Blaza, Blaza. Maybe you could play the jerk in the Ghostbusters remake. Oh, I now I know they filmed it, but I'm convinced they're just going to CGI me in at some point. I hope so. Yeah, I'd like that. That'd be cool. Who are these directors and writers of uh, Slow Burners? Oh, uh, Don Argett and Sheena Joyce are their partners. They're engaged, and um, they have done a bunch of documentaries like Art of the Steel, um, The Atomic States of. Sorry, guys, I am blanking right now because. The acid is kicking in, but um, <laughs> they did Last Days Here, another documentary. They, oh god, they've done. Um, well, let's just say they've done so many you forget them. So all. many, yeah, you can't. Yeah. Too name many list. to list. Art of the Steel, I have heard of. Though. Oh, it's fantastic! <coughs> yeah. It's about the Barnes Collection in uh, pen, pen, Pennsylvania, and like and that's a state. It's yep. it's a real state. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a Pennsylvania filmmaker. One of the lesser ones. No, I'm just kidding. It's a big old John. But now we're gonna get a letter from Pennsylvania. Yeah, no, dear, no. dear guys, it's Pennsylvania. Yeah, we know how to write. A year and a half from yeah. now. Uh, but they've done they've done all these docs and they wanted to do signed Big Audio Dynamite. Yeah, <laughs> Soup dragons are bumming out right now, but. No, I'm not attacking. Them. I'm actually a fan, but um, <laughs> see, it's so easy. You, it's a slippery slope. That yeah. happened to us. Yeah, that's yeah, how we got here. A lot of pressure. See my face. I'm, I'm like very excited. <laughs> but um, they wanted to do a narrative, and they were approached by the producers, and you know, it just kind of worked out. And they wanted to, and they could do it kind of low budget. They're documentary filmmakers, so they could mine for gold. Mm-hmm. If you know. Things yeah. were stretched thin. Their comic they, timing is really yeah. good. There was even there was even a, there's a there's a moment I I couldn't quote what it is, but I was noting because again I'm a comedy snob. I think I think all of this whole room is a comedy snobs. We yeah. were, you know wrote our jokes. Do you jokes take it personally like if it sucks? I oh really, yeah, you, you really do. You really do. And you 
try to fix it in your mind. You're like, yeah. you, maybe exactly. they could have done this. Exactly. Yeah, and the more you can show. fix it, you're like, come on, just mm-hmm. get with it. And comedy's the toughest. I mean, honestly, you can fake your way out of action. You can edit stuff and shake the camera and all that sort of stuff. But comedy is dependent upon the camera staying still and not cutting. That's hard to fake. Mm-hmm. And so there were just moments in this where as soon as I was like, oh, this movie actually has really good, in terms of editing, I'm an editor myself, it has very good editing comic timing. And there was, there was I started noticing at the end of scenes, once the punchline would get out, there was like a beat beat and then a cut and it started hitting that pace over and over and I was like that's really you can just tell they really kind of know their as if you were doing it live and you can wait wait and then you the laughter is done and then you move on yeah pretty cool pretty cool and the cast of course Mm -hmm. right the cast was rad I mean they were like it is right fun and like you know there's Reed Scott who does Veep and that's intensely improvised show Mary Grill and she's so funny and, and Kate Flannery mm-hmm. came in, and we talked about Catherine, Megan, and Adam, and like Bobby Moynihan and Gil Ozeri, who does. He's in the book club meeting where he's talking about he may yeah, or may not have he's the other guy. That yeah. was oh, so that funny. Scene is brilliant. He is amazing. <laughs> Gil is actually brilliant. Absolutely hilarious. He's so a hilarious and, person. And yeah, directing and so crafting funny. improv. I mean, you could tell. I mean, how much of, do they encourage improv? Yes, they they Very did. Clearly. They were like, we want improvisers. Yeah. We want to work. I used the script as a starting off point. So we yeah. were improvising before. We were improvising in the, um, in the audition and then improvising on the day of. Yeah. And then, I mean, it was really cool. I wanted to improvise with Peter Gross for like days. Uh, he's I was best, exciting. Right? Yeah. I have a question because I love the Mindy Project. What character did you play on that? I played, uh. um, I got to play um, Chris Messina's, like a girl he dated. Okay. Wait a minute, the one that, was a little nutty. Yeah, she's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's really I didn't recognize you. <laughs> Good. Like, you don't look as crazy right no, now. No, I'm, How I'm fun! Crazy. Oh, you made <laughs> lit up right now. Dude, that's <laughs> awesome. You were so uptight. Yeah. That's I, great. You were I, like ready to. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, nice. I was thrilled to play that because I like Mindy. I like. She's such a juggernaut. You know, yeah. like. There's a couple of women in comedy that are just like, whoa, how do you, let me be your little buddy. I want to just like, I'll bring you yeah. a sandwich, right? girl. Like, what do you want? Did you get to watch, well, you were there, you were able to watch her not only write, but produce and star yeah, and was, all those different hats. It's incredible to watch her do, and her writers are great. Like, the episode I was in was written by um, Daniel Stesson and Ike Barinholtz. Dan and Ike. Yes. Ike was on our show, too. They're, they're friends oh, of the show, yeah. Ike's great. Whoa. Yeah, they're great. I, I was like, I was so excited, because... I got to see Ike do sta- um, improv in Chicago yeah. with my improv team, and I was so excited, and I was so excited to be in the episode, <laughs> and he's a nut. Yeah. yeah. He is so <laughs> funny. Awesome. He is so funny. Yeah. And, um, we love him. I And I just, like, I Chris is such a sweet guy, and it was fun. It was a blast, and... And, you know, they, they dress you well. Yeah, it's but, a really great looking yeah. show. That's yeah, the, that's the thing, too, is, like, right now, it, it's, it's <laughs> interesting if you pay attention to, like, there, there are these, like, uh, eras of comedy and right now there's this great talented crew out there including Ike Barinholtz mm-hmm. and Pete Gross and Ike is starting he's going to be in mm-hmm. Sisters oh, yeah, in a I week so I mean he's he's breaking but there's still people like Adam Pally is like why isn't he in more stuff or he, you or, or you know it's too. like it's like the whole cast of this mo- this movie is like wow they found a lot of like people that are they're they're just you know right at the uh, surface of breaking kind of like that great what is it hot American summer or something where almost exactly. everyone got huge right exactly it's, yeah. it's amazing to watch that and go 
nobody knew really uh, who that, anybody really? was yeah. at that time. Yeah, Bradley the outsiders. Cooper, Amy Pol- yeah, yeah, outsiders. Yeah, exactly. that's a good one too. Anyway, this cast, yeah, it's it's. Allison Jones, she's just a super right? casting director. She she casts clearly. She just like minds again that word again, but she's just she's very astute. She's very smart, and she knows. I like her a lot. Is she out here in L.A. or in yeah, New York? Yeah, she's in L.A. Okay, cool. Yeah. She's um, she does. I met her through a cast, a, a movie I was cast in, and then she, you know, she's done like Freaks and Geeks and like Parks <laughs> again, yeah. another and example a of mining for gold. A bit of a pretty yeah. good cast that yeah. the show. Yeah. Pretty good cast. Now, and has anybody from that show gone on to anything? I don't think so. I think okay. all of them just went on to just. Become speed bumps in the yeah, middle. No, <laughs> notable parts Nobody. on other shows uh, below other cast members. Now, Slow Learners had a festival run too, didn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. we 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 were in Tribeca. Um, took that just by storm. Just really yeah. destroyed it. Tribeca. <laughs> They're not doing it next year. They were look. I'm gripping these. We're close. <laughs> Uh, She's gripping <laughs> highlighters as we speak. Uh, it's like in Scientology, you hold those yeah. and then we see if you're clear. You can tell if I'm clear. And we're like, hmm. I need a lot of time to get clear. Um, we went to uh, Tribeca and then, um, yeah, now we're just Expensive real over estate. The world. Go ahead. <laughs> it was exciting. Tribeca is York, the home of so. the Ghostbusters firehouse, by the way. That's true. I was in. <laughs> so it's kind of no joke to just. Uh, Boom! You you got into distribution just like that without a, a huge. Uh, that's they, cool. Yeah, they, they. I think that's how they came into contact with IFC Films. Yeah. And, um, that was really cool to be in Tribeca because I left New York City about five years ago, and it was cool to go to that film festival because mm-hmm. it's New York, and yeah. New York was like not my first love, but like one of my first loves, you know. So it was very. It felt very cool. Well, Karen brought up uh, TV, oh. so I would like to do the same. Drunk History. Yeah. How many episodes oh of that God. were you on? Um, I was on the first Fantastic. season, <laughs> and I did, I think I was in like all of them. I was part of the ensemble. Oh, that's fun. Probably right. with Craig Kikowski, I assume. Yeah, that's yes. Craig. I yeah, love yeah. seeing him in every episode. Yeah. It's like, so good. When's Craig going to pop up? So what are the challenges there in trying to make sure you yeah. match dialogue and all that kind of fun well, stuff? Well, I'm a drinker, so like I, I know how to <laughs> slur my words. Do you just try and match then the narrator? I, how drunk was he? Because I can, yeah. Yeah, I've been there. What is that? Scotch? <laughs> I don't really drink scotch. Is that scotch? Yeah, he's got a scotch drunk going. But we, you hear it over and over and over again. The first time I did it, um, I was nervous because we just sat in the trailer and it was like the Winona Ryder one, and I was very excited to meet her. And um, I would be too. Yeah. yeah. God, so and she's that is a crush so that will not go away. <laughs> no, she she's ageless. Her skin is like cream. Mm. She's oh. just like still cool, yes. like. I was probably just wearing jeans and a shirt, but it somehow it was like Keep going. even better than my whole life stacked <laughs> up and quantified. <laughs> like I was just like, yeah. And I was nervous because, but then well, you kind of get the hang of it if you listen to it. And yeah. then you're like, oh, it's just like a drunk guy and he'll vomit. You recognize. So it's cool. And often the drunk person is friend of the show, Matt Gorley. It right? is. He vomits <laughs> yeah. a lot. I saw him on this current season. <laughs> So Perhaps good. he shouldn't drink anymore. Because no. he really vomits a, a lot of it. <laughs> this season, too, they have like Paul F. Tompkins. Mm-hmm. Who I, oh, do they? Oh, I haven't seen yeah. that one. That's my favorite comedian. He is. That, that's my man crush, actually. If you uh, had to get down to my man crush, that, it's Paul F. Tompkins. What a dapper, <laughs> oh. 
stylish. He's fantastic. This is why Adam and I hang out because we're never going to step on <laughs> no. each other's toes. No, no. <laughs> whether it's, it's women or men. Your wingman is perfect. Yeah, yeah. we're not going to get in each other's way. I forgot. Yeah, Paul F. Tompkins, PFT. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> you 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 have like a thing for like a tight T-shirt. You have something for a monocle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of the monocle yeah. guy. Good call. Good call. I think we've differentiated. A, a pinstriped like purple blazer. <laughs> yeah, Paul's. Sarah, let me ask you what we ask everyone who comes on the show. What is your favorite movie of all time? I, this is hard. I have a three, like I have two, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't. You know just cut one. Oh, I was curious to find out which well, one actually, got cut right away. In the my, my all-time favorite growing up. Well, no, that's not true. This is the hardest question. Oh, I'm ordering you to create a montage of every guest saying this is a really tough question. It is. Hard. <laughs> it I is. I agree. That's taking you seriously. Hmm, there's, it's so. Uh, so I got if, if, if one were to be put in right now and you would not feel any need to walk away from it, you know, like sometimes like you're like, well, I like this film, but, you know, I don't. I What's don't. the movie you can watch over and over and over again? Doesn't have to be your favorite. Like if it's on, TV stays on. If someone puts it on, boom, TV stays on. The Shining? Nice. Oh, wow. That's that is a, a good dark movie one. to get into. <laughs> no. That is not a drive-by movie. Like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, but you almost have to watch it to make sure everything turns out okay. If you don't watch it, it's not going to be all right. We wanted to come over and heavy meet our newborn baby. Yeah. Uh, Oh, the shining. So let me just turn that off. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Leave it on while I meet your child. I just want it playing in the background. We'll have some chocolate. When did you fall in love with the shining? When I was a little kid. Yeah. I loved it. What uh, drew you to it? I I don't I don't know I she uh, the Is mother it? looked uh, uh, Shelley Duvall looked like my mom. Mm. Um, <laughs> I love snow. Your mom looked scared to death all the time. I my like mom typing. does not like look like her in the face. <laughs> oh, okay. no, I'm sorry. I, I just like her. I just love the idea. That one dude looked like a guy who lived near me. <laughs> so the scariest movie I ever saw. Scatman Crothers <laughs> was my uh, babysitter. <laughs> but, I was I remember like it coming on and me being like I want to watch this movie. I'm gonna go upstairs and I had like. I had like somehow gotten points for some 4-H challenge, and so I had my own TV, mm. like a Ooh. tiny TV, and I like turned the lights Fun. off and watched it alone. Like this is the shine. That's kind of mature for somebody Ooh. that young. That's great. I loved, it is. I loved the dark, and then you know I, but I don't know. I mean, like I love, I love the movie. I'm not saying it right because I don't speak French very well, but La N. It's like hate. And it was oh, like, la he- la he- it's like it looks like La Hain. Like <laughs> yeah, I love that movie so much, and, and it, I was it like, I want to make hate? movie. It means hate because I like hate. Wait, I are you guys barely. noticing a theme? Yeah, she's not uh, dark. Not, not a bright man. gal. No, <laughs> funny as hell. But very, I like death movies. Very what? dim. Very dim. Faces of Death one through four. Cool. Those are my top four movies. Love Faces of Death. That alligator scene. Like, <laughs> die, die for it's like rom. rom- she com. loves misery. That's a what, good time. I also do love um, Moonstruck. Like if that's Yay. on, I'll stop everything. Like I lost my hand. Ah! Has his hand. Johnny has his bride. And then I just all through ah, college. Yes. That's what all I'd hear him talking that about. Come from a brother Johnny. Yeah. What is life? Some people say bread is life, and I bake bread, 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 and I sweat, and I shovel dough out of this stinking hole in the wall. Uh, I, I could go it. on. And I love it, and oh I would God, be right the there for like, old man, if you feed that dog one more time, I'm going to kick you to your death. Like, just Somebody everything. tell a joke. Like, yes. that's that's one of the most deserved original screenplay Oscars that's a, of all yeah. time. Like, what a great story. Again, Cher is wonderful. She's so great when she gets her hair done, she paints oh. her nails red. Love it. He's How like, beautiful. I don't care if, like, if we're not here to fuck up our lives. Like, get in my bed. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to go crazy in five years with those 
dinosaur bone, so get in that bed now. Like, <laughs> I love that movie. I love phase, it. phase one eccentric Nicolas Cage. I love Oh, that's yeah. Phase one eccentric yeah. Nicolas Cage. That's the same year as uh, Raising Arizona. That's oh, a hell of a year. And like, God. vampires kiss. When he, there's a scene where he's like running up the street going, I'm a vampire. I'm a, and it's just like absolute insanity. Oh, and his, now, you know, what are we doing? What happened? A face off, right? That's when he kind of just like. Yeah, that's phase two. Oh, no. Phase two is dramatic. Right, and you lose all eccentricity. Phase two, Nicolas Cage. Phase three, Nicolas Cage is all action. A little eccentricity, enough to make it an enjoyable run. And then phase four is this new eccentric. Uh, no, no, yeah, no longer in Hollywood films. Yeah, com- no longer in indie in films. Completely just in trash. And yet, yeah. not an enjoyable return somehow. I don't know. Yeah. And he's in the back of like women's selfies, right? Like I just saw some pictures. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen that. Like, waving. Really? And someone's like, this is my family. Like, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jurassic. Like, See, was, he'll ah, be ah, in anything. Ah, yeah, it's true. He'll be in anything. Your picture, your Instagram will be in anything. What's it take? A Tarantino movie? Will that bring him back? Yeah, Tarantino. Five years from now or something. Quentin would know how to use Or M. Night Shyamalan. He did that for Bruce Willis, right? Ooh. Yeah. Well, so did Tarantino. So so did Tarantino. But actually, he's been big throughout all this. That's true. He kind of went parallel after that. Yeah, it's Travolta he brought back. Yeah. That's true. And Robert Forster. And Robert Forster. Sweeping the nation. Welcome back, Robert Forster. All right, well, let's uh, go from the greatest movies of all time to. What did you see this week? Table, what did you see this week? Well, it, it is Christmas time. Yes. So, Trading Places is on every <gasps> night uh, yes. on TBS and uh, I TBS Report. To that. As I alluded I to that. at the top of the show, I've been watching Trading Places quite a bit, and that movie. Where did you see it? It uh, holds up. This it holds was up. on Esquire. Oh. No, I'm sorry. I may have seen it on. This is who we are, and here is what we do. It may have been TBS, um, <laughs> but it was Esquire. So this 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 movie may be this movie may be Ghostbusters quality, like as it's far as holding up. It holds up. But I would like to do something, Paul. If you have a moment, oh yes, people at home have a it. moment. I'd like to provide a service okay. to I'm those ready. of everyone who's ever watched Trading Places, because I know how they make money at the end of that movie. Oh how. Because that has always been a big confusion yeah. of mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So How they, does he make it, money on the like selling the short, and the trading? Right? Yeah, it's the, Basically, the whole premise of their money making is based on futures. Who? who? Uh, this is when the Dukes. Uh, Billy Ray. Are you no, talking about the Dukes? No, when Billy Ray and okay. Lewis go in and they, they, they team up to screw, screw the them. Yeah, yeah they corner the, the market in frozen uh, concentrated orange juice, right? Okay. So the question is. What are they doing? What are they selling and buying, and how are they making yeah. money? How did they bankrupt the Dukes? What they did was, it's it's all futures trading. So they don't have anything at any time. And basically what they did is they bought and sold contracts that tied them into a cost of frozen frozen concentrated orange juice. And there's a scene or a moment where uh, Lewis screams, selling 30 April 142, which means he's selling 30 contracts at a time, in April for a dollar and forty-two cents, based on the value of the orange juice at that moment in time, physically ah, at that moment in time, in the future, in the future. Okay. So in Those April, futures. in April, he wants people to buy his orange juice for a dollar and forty-two cents. Ah. Everyone thinks that in April the value of orange juice is going to be three dollars and fifty cents. So they're like, "Great, I'm going to buy your orange uh-huh. juice for a dollar forty-two. What we don't know is that the price is about to plummet uh, because of Meeks, because of Meeks yeah. or Beeks, sorry, Beeks." <laughs> 
um, Terrence Beeks sells them the wrong, or they get the wrong uh, crop report. So then he sells what he doesn't have. He sells all his contracts for a dollar forty-two, okay. and then he turns around and buys them for twenty-nine cents. So at the end of that scene, you see it says twenty-nine cents on the board. So he has obligations from other people to buy his twenty-nine cent contracts for a dollar forty-two come April. Meanwhile, but, he's got them for twenty-nine so, cents, and it's going to be three fifty. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's going to be a dollar forty-two. It doesn't really matter what it what the cost yeah. in April is. He has obligations from people to buy his contracts. So his profit is a difference between dollar forty-two wow. and 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 so what is confusing about it is that the old <laughs> adage in stocks is. Uh, Buy low, low, sell high. But he sells high, buys low. He does it in the reverse order, but he does the same thing. He just sells before he buys it. So he sells his contracts at 142 and then he buys them back at 29 cents. How? Wow. You sat down and figured that out? No, I looked it up on the internet. Oh, okay. (laughs) Rude. God. But why why make that the the ending of the movie? Why not be a little more simple about yeah, the formula? Head yeah, everybody's blew off I, their neck. I yeah. was just gonna congratulate the movie for not doing. Yeah, you for know, not dumbing down. At one point, there's a guy who kind of takes it in the ass from a guy in a monkey or a monkey, right? From <laughs> yeah. a gorilla. Or one gorilla, two gorillas. What's the big and deal? And you see Jamie Lee Curtis's tits, but they still didn't dumb oh. down the end. I respect <laughs> that. I respect that. So that's what I saw. And happy you're welcome. Now Thank you know how they you. make their money. It's happy all futures trading. In this country, we say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. No more goddamn jerky beef. No more goddamn jerky beef. (laughs) What else did anybody say? (laughs) Uh, I saw the Very Murray Christmas special. Did anyone else see it? How is it? How is it? Okay. Is it as wonderful as I want it to be? Okay, so I saw it at noon. The, okay. okay, I didn't stay the up the mi- night. I, the I mean, minute it came on the this air? This is important. Oh. I didn't see it the night, the minute it came on the air, because I was doing something else and I had to get up early the next day. But I came back when I was doing, and promptly at like 12.20 in the afternoon, Yay. I saw it the next day, and I was ready. And I sat down, and I was watching it. And I wanted it to be so awesome. And it was okay. Okay. Now, it wasn't bad, but I watched it, and I went, oh, all right. And then I was like, oh, okay. And I went on my day. And I was thinking about it a little bit. And I figured out a couple of things that I very specifically would change about it. And I don't want to tell you now because you haven't okay. seen it. All right, all right, I'll, so I'll then the next you. day I woke up and I said, I, I need to revisit. Because Bill Murray is my favorite, most yeah. wonderful thing I've ever seen. I, oh, seen I love him. Um, he's on my phone. I just love him. Okay. So <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm missing something. So I sat down and I watched it. The time you're supposed to. You put on the Christmas tree lights. Yeah, like a Brothers movie, at like the 8 o'clock time. at night. I... Could not deal with how much I loved it. There we go. It's you have to just effect. be ready. Yeah. You have to like sit down with like a, like eggnog and be like, I'm ready for some Christmas. And it's so charming. It's charming awesome. as shit. You'll be able to watch it every year. I love, that line uh, I said at the beginning of the show where he says, yeah. I could watch you sing all night. <laughs> the whole thing is full of those one-liners and really? they're so Bill Murray. And there's little awesome. things that like... The movie sets up some rules and it doesn't follow its own rules. And I just wanted to go, oh, just follow your rules and you'll be golden. And then something happens that I wish that they would have gotten to about 15 minutes earlier. And I'm like, oh, that's great, too. But if you had got I just would have changed some things. However, very lovely. It's really fun. I want to see that. It's, yeah. it's worth watching. Where do it's I great. see this? Is it only Netflix? Netflix. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine texted so me and he goes, I don't leave the house or get Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not on TBS. It could replace TBS. I'm not interested. And it's something you can always put on the background. And uh. I, uh, a couple weeks ago, Miley Cyrus had a birthday and I do this whole thing with birthdays. I love and her. 
She's so good. She's so good. She's really good. She's the best song in the whole thing. She sings Silent Night. She naked? She's so, she was so she's, cute. She's uh, in a really cute... It, she's so dirty and filthy oh, and yes, tattoos and yes. skinny and yes. fucking doesn't give a shit. It's yes. so hot. <laughs> Bart, have you, have you typed it's in hot. Miley Cyrus nude in the last oh. week or two? Not since I've gotten here. Go ahead and hit that on the internet tonight. Yeah. There's some new pictures out there. And, and I, she's I, just, I just got like stuff fantastic. written all over her body. She's Is it really her though? Fantastic. I, I, yes. if, if there's like an yes. encyclopedia and shit written on her, yeah. Very her. If there's oh, yeah. like graffiti, it's her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's my report. Go see it. It's wonderful, charming. You can have well, it on the background. Hot, so there you go. Very on the other side of the voice. scope, I saw Krampus. Or How is Krampus? Krampus, as the old lady. From Legendary from. Studios. Uh, I... Am I gonna like it? Was it probably or just like? (laughs) Well, it's got two tones, and if you see the trailer, then you know it's it's gonna be funny and it's gonna be uh, horror. So we're gonna have some fun being scared, I think, right? From the director of Trick or Treat. But uh, towards the uh, this fell apart at the end for me. It sets up rules. Uh huh. It plays them out. Actually, it's kind of interesting because if you never saw the trailer. The grandma doesn't chime in about what Krampus is all about until late in the movie, so you'd yeah. kind of be going, "What is that? The hell is happening oh, here?" Oh, that's by okay. the way, some mystery. Right? Yeah. So, well, there's a whole mystery about Krampus, who he doesn't show up till the end either. So there's a lot of mystery about him. However, you see his minions before he arrives. So I didn't think were quite as much fun as Krampus okay. himself. We uh, talked about it on like the show that he's got gingerbread men, uh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. There's okay. no wacky Pete there, the guy in blackface or whatever. No Zorte Pete. Zorte no. Pete. Wacky <laughs> Pete. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What are you referring to? Uh, but so uh, I, I wish oh, I could oh, say oh, that, that's right. that the weird Legends. little elf that goes down the yeah, um, Christmas Legends War Yeah, yeah I wish I could say more about the end of the film, but I don't want to talk right. about the end okay. of the film. But that's where it kind of fell apart for me. The Krampus looks cool, right? It, it look it looks great. Yeah, yeah but he's got big horns and and hooves and yeah. he's like a whole monster. He's like a new. He's like a cool invented monster. Like, yeah, could be a classic. Paul's like yeah, yeah. yep. Wish I enjoyed him more. Uh, <laughs> uh, then I then I saw the night before. Tri-Hover. Um, with Seth Rogen and uh, how is Jesus it? Oh, and Jillian, is Jillian Bell in that? Jillian Bell? I, I don't know who that is. JGL is. It's just JGL. making stuff up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Anthony Mackie. And oh, I didn't like that him. as much as I wanted to. Oh. So I was disappointed in that. Uh, you know that scene in Knocked Up when Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen do a bunch of drugs and go watch Cirque du Soleil and they can't handle it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That scene's hilarious. Yeah. Well, Rogen's that the whole movie yeah. and it wore thin after a while uh. for me. And some of the jokes weren't big enough and it kind of turns out that the guys, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is upset that his friends aren't celebrating the holidays with him, and it's because Rogan's just whacked out on drugs. Yeah. But then Anthony Mackie's got these other things he wants to do, so he's just kind of a jerk. So I don't know; it kind of didn't work work Aww. out right for me. And when they talked about it being heartwarming at the end, that didn't quite work either. I don't know; it just didn't hit like fifty-fifty with Joseph Gordon-Levitt oh, and Seth Rogan, the same director. Great. That yeah, movie yeah. just like tore me up. That was a good one. This one, uh, not quite as much. Well, but I will still see everything Seth Rogen does. He's getting, once upon a time, everything he did I thought was amazing. Now he's like Star Trek, every other one. <laughs> yeah, he does varied stuff. Like, yeah. Steve Jobs, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this, man, not so much. But the next one should be great. Yeah. So I look forward to that then. If he's, he's got If one. he's pulling every other one now. I don't know. I have a reminder in my calendar that tells me every time Seth Rogen does anything. So, you know. I, That's good. I should get that Google out. alert. Yeah. I, get that I saw out. Air Force Rogen. One better than you remember. Better, oh, than, you, better than you remember. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was amazed. Like, the first half hour is like, it has the action pace of like a movie now. 
And you're, I mean, even though it came out, what year did that come out? Two, uh, 1998? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just about then. Um, I mean, I guess it's the time of like Con Air and stuff. I guess it, 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 it could have had a relentless pace. But in my mind, I was like, eh, it's one of those 90s movies. 90s movies have this sheen now, which beloved, uh, you know, like much like the Soup Dragons or whatever. I love everything from the 90s. You know, I watched the, the James Bond movies from the 90s. And I'm like, oh, it's so wonderful that James Bond went full 90s for four movies, you know? But, um, Air Force One really has like a I, I, I forgot like there's a bunch of stuff happens right away that that is and I think it's like Zach Penn who now writes all the X Men movies and stuff I mean I think he he's like a a big uh, superhero writer hmm. right now but uh, a super like action packed like immediately as soon as they take over the plane the plane goes we're gonna land at the first Air Force base and they go for that there's like a whole action sequence of them landing the plane immediately because that's what you would do if terrorists oh, took over that plane absolutely yeah but then the Somehow they get out of that, and it turns into this whole gigantic action sequence. And I was like, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> uh, and then, like, Harrison Ford is missing for the first part of it, and they think that he, uh, they, they, the, the idea is you get the president into a, an evacuation pod or whatever, and that flies out the back of the plane, and there's a parachute or whatever. This is on Netflix, by the way, if anybody wants to watch Air Force One. After they watch the Bill Murray thing, they can watch that. This is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and it's like, and it's so great to see, A, Gary Oldman, and B, Harrison Ford, the first time we thought they were old. Oh, yeah. They yeah. look like teenagers. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh my God, I thought they were old at that point. Oh. <laughs> anyway. See, but it's interesting you should mention those two guys because yeah. I always loved what went on with them. And But down on the ground with Glenn Close and all them, I thought they were overacted. Yeah. They overacted a bunch. That's a little bit of a. So that's like yeah. two thirds of a good movie. Yeah, exactly. That's I just, yeah, it's the Con Air. Yeah, that, that's a little Con Air on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a movie, I saw a couple of movies this week, but um, on Netflix. Sorry for the offense. No, that's all right. That's why I'm here um, to catch up on what the kids are doing. I apologize. <laughs> um, thank you for calling me a kid. But um, I saw one of the movies I saw was the movie Tangerine. Oh, yeah. Oh, the shot on the iPhone. Yeah. Sundance here. Oh, cool. Yeah. I heard that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really neat. And it's like life on the streets in L.A., right? It's, it's like, like, you know, right on Santa Monica. It's right by Island. where we all audition, right? Yeah, it's Down where there, I that go. Strip. Well, it's Tranny Corner, right? Money. <laughs> Will yeah. you go to work? No, it's La Brea and Santa Monica. Yeah, oh, that's Tranny Corner, all right. And Highland. Highland. It's Tranny Corner, yeah. Yeah, I, I think okay. that's the official. No, that's um, like the locals call it. That's that. what the sign says from the city. <laughs> it says Tranny Corner. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, oh I, I might be messing this up, but I think that might have been where Iggy Pop was arrested wearing a dress. Oh. And he was pulled over. That'd be and the place like, to do it. <laughs> well, he was like, yeah. I think he was walking on Santa Monica and in the 70s or 80s. And they were like, you're wearing a woman's dress. And his response was, no, it's a man's dress. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's but cool. I like to think it was there. But, you know, it's neat because I'm not, like, super in love with L.A. yet. I'm mm-hmm. still, my heart is it's still tough. in Brooklyn. And it's tough. I can't, I'm living in L.A. It's beautiful. That corner ain't going to win you over, <laughs> by the way. That ain't the one. <laughs> There's so many hidden surprises on that. But no, um, and I love That's why I wait for buses. But uh, <laughs> I, I, it made me kind of like dig LA for a bit because, like, the way, you know, and, and I thought like the actresses were really good. They were like first time actresses. And, and uh, the only person I'd seen before was a guy who'd been in The Wire. He plays the pimp. Okay. But like the, the women playing the prostitutes were just so natural and like real. It wasn't. I think like, they were, weren't they? So, so they yeah, really, I, I have a they feeling, were real. I, I heard a story I mean, in NPR. They were real hookers, I think. I, I know they that be. they're all trans women. Yeah, they're all real trans. I'm going to make yeah. a note to watch and that. And like, I think That'd there's a cool. campaign for the two main women to get to, for Oscars. I don't know <laughs> if that's, but I, I was interested. And it wasn't just because like, oh, they did it on an iPhone. I was yeah. just, it was like, I felt 
I felt the friendship and I felt the heart and my heart does go out to women who live on the fringe like yeah. that. Like, you know, they they have their own lives and they have their own community, but it seems hard. It's hard. So it was good. I would recommend it. Yeah, the actresses are the, uh, the SAG Awards came out today. Nominations. Oh, did they get nominated? I don't know. I was hoping someone. Oh, would I don't know. See, cool. we're, we're not journalists. Yeah. As much as we say we are. What as else? As much as we say? tell the soup dragons we are. I also saw the movie After the Wedding with Mads Mikkelsen. It's like ah, Les Chief. Les well, Chief. I like Mads Mikkelsen. He's yeah. a good actor. He's, he's great, always right? getting shot in the eye or like <laughs> accused of rape. Like he's just he's hard. It's like he's sad and he's. Oh, have sad. you seen The Hunt? Yeah, yeah. I just I borrowed that from a friend. I'm looking mm, forward to watching. It's good. That. Yeah, I hear that's really and hard. And you're just like, oh, oh cool poor guy. And then you see him in, is he in Valhalla Rising or something? He's like shot in the eye. He's in Clash of the Titans, I think. Something might even have an eye patch guy. in there. Yeah, yeah, it's just mm. not. It's like, and you know, it's like we have this beautiful face in Tom Hardy. And we're always covering it up with like machinery. <laughs> yeah, and then we've got this like soul, like b- this butt hurt, <laughs> like actor and he's always getting shot in the eye or like accused of something <laughs> but that was good it was like very intense drama and um i i liked it i liked it a lot i felt very what's it called um after the wedding after the wedding hmm. it's good it's like one of the things actually like you know, i was like oh i can see this happening but i was like i didn't see how that was gonna play out <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like it would star mandy moore Robert I know, De Niro it sounds like and Diane Keaton, you know, they are, Nancy they Myers all movie. Yeah. This. It's like well-appointed Nancy. Well, the house is as beautiful as a Nancy Myers film. But I also saw this movie called Dope. Oh, Dope oh, is great. Oh, I want to see that. Still, Whoa, that's one that of the funniest movies so of the year. Funny and yeah. so subtle. When that woman like runs into traffic because she's taking too many drugs and she goes to the bathroom and someone's like, "How am I going to eat my cinnamon, my cinnabon, while this lady's peeing?" That's just like I was like, "This is good. This is way good." It's real subtle and smart. What else happened, Karen? I was going to say before we wrap oh, up. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Karen's so, got news. Paul and I had a very interesting Sunday. Oh. We first got up early, which never happens, and we went to do an Advent musical at a Methodist church. Right on. Up in uh, Valencia, because as one does to make some money as, as an actor. One does. So we uh, went up there and had our lovely family of two blonde girls and a tall black guy, and uh, we took a family photo. And we put it on the internet, and that went crazy, right? It just blew up. We're like the Preston family photo. We didn't explain it to anyone, which works on so many levels because these kids are right out of central casting. They're gorgeous. But you're like, you don't look like any of your children. And so my friends and family who know us, like you guys are like, oh, sure, like, you know, we get it. But people from my hometown are like, oh, look at her nice family. I didn't know she had three kids. How progressive. How progressive. Look at her. So that was fun. So I thought, oh, well, how can you top that? Well, Paul had found out through the South, what do we call the Southland uh, South Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, who joined us for the Ghostbusters screening here in Burbank. At our credit union, because that's another thing we just do, is we <laughs> volunteer at our credit union to host movies. We told them we were going to do it, and they were like, well, all right, if you want to. So we went there, and we invited the Ghostbusters to come, and they did. And when we were chatting with them, they said, well, our next time you can come see us is we'll be in the Downey Christmas Parade. And we're going to be there with Ernie Hudson, who's going to be the Grand Marshal. And we said, well, that's important information. So we uh, made our way from Valencia, rushed all the way down to Downey, California, home of Karen Carpenter and Richard Carpenter. I was just listening to Carpenter's Christmas. Right. A wonderful way to spend your time. (laughs) So we get there. We uh, sit ourselves down along the parade route. And they did it upright. The parade comes along. Things were going along nicely. And then the local marching band 
plays a little Ghostbusters, uh, right? So they're playing, they're killing, and it's fun because it's all out of tune trumpets and stuff. Adorable. Wonderful, wonderful. Couldn't be more wonderful. I've never heard an in-tune trumpet right? from a marching band. <laughs> they, don't ex- they don't exist. They don't exist. So they're like, and then you see some Ghostbusters walking. You know, there's a Southland guys coming, and you see like little girls dressed up like Ghostbusters and stuff. It's all very cute. And then there's a convertible, and there's Ernie Hudson with his lovely wife, and they're waving, and we're like, Oh my God, this is happening. This is so wow. exciting. So they go by, and then there's like some other Ghostbustery thing happening. There were a couple of Ecto 1s. Ecto 1s, yeah. yeah a couple different kinds. Like the one was a more modern car, and then one was the original. So that went by, and then Paul's like, So do you want to keep watching the parade? And for like two seconds, I thought, maybe. Then I'm like, No, we must chase after Ernie Hudson. That's why you drive to Downey. So we chase ahead, yeah. and we get ahead of him, and we see where they're unloading Ernie Hudson, and nobody was really around him. It Ooh. was just he and his wife, and so we were like, we must become best friends with a Ernie Hudson. A couple people came up to take photos. Yeah, they were breaking so we knew the it was seal, okay. Right? They unloaded him. Like he they was unloaded him. <laughs> with a string around him. <laughs> some, some nice people. He was being very nice to them. And uh, so then I was like, I cannot stay back here. So there was no one stopping you, and I just was up, and I'm like, hello, Ernie, hi, can I please get my photo with you? And he was very nice, right? So he turns around. Awesome. He's taking his photo with me, and I can't help but... Okay, so well, my I have a story. So my I love Ghostbusters. It's my favorite movie ever in the entire world. And so I needed to him to know that he totally saved my life. So I said, can I tell you something real quick? And he was, of course, in no hurry and very nice. And he goes, yeah, sure, what is it? And I said, when I was 14, uh, my dad, he was working at his uh, you know, shop, whatever, and he had a heart attack. And they took him to the hospital, but they couldn't revive him. And so they reported to us that he had passed. And so we're, my mom and I and my brothers are in the emergency room and we're crying. We think my dad is gone. But it turns out that they were able to, in that time that they told us, give him some sort of injection. They brought him back, gave him a pacemaker. The whole thing was freaking crazy for a 14-year-old. And you thought your dad was dead and now he's not. And now he's okay. But you're, ah. But he's in the hospital for a week, and we live so far away from the hospital that the only way that was conceivable that my mom could visit him and be with him is to bring us to the hospital, eight in the morning. We'd stay there until nine or 10 at night when they had to let us go. So two days of that, my mom realized that we were being the kids, and we couldn't just stay in the hospital. So she gave my brother's money and said, just take her to a movie. And they took me to Ghostbusters. And it was the first thing that kept me from worrying about my dad. And so I loved the movie, and we went 10 times. In a week, which you didn't do back then, you know what I mean? No, so we no. went over and over and over. And I'm telling Sir Ernie, and he starts to cry. Oh. And I start to cry. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then Paul's like, let's take a picture. We're both like all teary-eyed. Oh. And he was so amazing because now it was just like a picture with two people taking a picture. And he hugged me and he held me oh, to his face. God. And we get this gorgeous picture of the two of us. And we're all teary-eyed. And I put that up on the internet, and it oh. got like 200 oh, hits like within a, an hour. Yeah. And he couldn't have been wow. more awesome. And <sighs> I thanked him for that, and he thanked me for sharing that story. And then, of course, being kind, he said, how's your dad? And I'm like, oh, no, he's passed away since then. But um, <laughs> it was so perfect. It was the perfect celebrity thing. So Ernie Hudson's awesome, and That's everyone amazing. knows like that. Awesome. Oh, I started talking awesome. to, uh, I started nice talking to his wife. So wonderful. So wonderful. I was chatting his wife up, and she was like, "Want me to take a picture with the both of you?" I said, "No." She would just <laughs> she would crop me out. <laughs> so I'll just hang here until the story's done. And then, uh, what story? Well, her, his movie changed, saved her life. Yeah, you'll hear all about it. And it's so funny because uh, his scene in the movie, because I love Bill Murray again, my favorite, but his scene in the movie 
really affected me at that time because this whole scene about Judgment Day and the dead rising from the grave. I wasn't a very religious mm. kid, so I didn't even understand. And I'm like, is that what happened to my dad? Did he? Is he when he died? Did he go to heaven? I didn't understand, and that meant so much to have Ernie Hudson explaining all this stuff wow. to me. <laughs> so crazy. But yay, happy show we're having. <laughs> I'm not, I brought it down. You, you meaning a Ghostbusters? Oh. You meaning a Ghostbuster is? Uh, he couldn't have been nice. Pretty he, huge. Meeting someone that like affected you so deeply and right? was so lovely. Wow. He was he could great. have been like my friend met someone he was obsessed with as a little kid, and he was so excited he got to take off school to meet this guy and he was like hi and the actor was like hey geez i'm so <gasps> fucking tired and he was just like oh <laughs> you know who would never do that tom cruise tom thank you tc thank you i uh i i can't tell my i met michael medved story now but that happened i think i speak for everyone karen when i asked uh you you parlayed that into an appearance on the show right i tried oh i will tell you also sarah He's got a great body. Very muscular. He looks like he would smell good. Did he smell good? He smelled good. He was soft. His skin was just milky, and he had this great, sexy back. Uh, Is his wife gorgeous? Yeah, she's great. Yeah, Yeah. she's really pretty. Blonde, very pretty. He was was like, was he the hot one? Because (laughs) he was the hot one. In that group, absolutely. Yeah. Spankman or? Uh, Venkman, yeah. Venkman. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Best Freudian slip ever. Who's Spankman? But but he's just got these beautiful eyes and he's just smile like it's crazy. Yeah. All right, Karen, while you're uh, talking over there, why don't you wrap up the show for us with Karen's weekly look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. It's Karen's birthdays. Take it away. Let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Miss Marissa Tomei. Oh, wow. Well, she yeah. doesn't age. I'm say, <laughs> well, let me guess. She's 24. Yeah. 52. <laughs> How does that happen? Boing. She's so beautiful. And anywhere, yeah. she she can play. Uh, it's 52, but she can play anywhere from a damaged from damage to a stripper, which is pretty much the same thing, right? Yeah. I can't even read my own joke. Marissa plays Steve Carell's wife in The Big Short, which we were talking about opening this week. And she's going to be pretty busy in the next couple of weeks and years, according to IMDb. Because, Adam, you're going to have to explain this to me. She is rumored and signed on to play Aunt May in Captain America Civil War. Oh. And Aunt what? May oh, in the Untitled wow. Spider-Man reboot. Yes. I we, don't understand. Are they we, the same person? We did not describe earlier, but the kid that I mentioned, Tom Holland from the the Heart of the Sea, mm-hmm. is uh, plays uh, Peter Parker okay. in Civil War. And then uh, uh, two years after that, uh, the Spider-Man there's going to be a new Spider-Man movie that is not going to tell his origin story. He's just going to start fighting crime. God, I hope so. Okay, so, <laughs> so Spider-Man. So Aunt May will be the Aunt May same will be, I didn't person? realize that, though. That's Isn't that new, cool? That's news. You're breaking news. Here. I Well, I yeah, saw Aunt that May. and I had to tell you. Yeah. yeah, that's very exciting. I'm glad that she's not playing like Grandma May. It's Aunt. She's gone from being <laughs> hot to mom to aunt to hopefully not grandma for a while. That's a good Aunt May. Yeah. Some roles that Miss Tomei turned down, and I think this is always really interesting, is the lead in Four Weddings and a Funeral. That went to Andy McDowell. And I would have liked to have seen Marissa Tomei I think that would have been a better movie. I like her better as an actor than Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Uh, McDowell, I saw her recently in public. Like, she she was just like the same gym I was in, and she is ageless as well. She is gorgeous, right? Yeah. Is the hair still perfect? Yeah, she looked just... 
ageless, you know? And yeah. like, or ignoring, in other words. Yeah, so I immediately, I am, yeah. I shanked her. <laughs> Put her in the hospital. Also, dropped um, a weight on her foot. Yeah, Shrug like, it off. Just went, oh, oh, oh. And she like freaked her out. That would freak yeah. out most anybody. Also, she, this is an interesting, um, she was under consideration for the role of Honey Bunny in Pulp Fiction, which went to Amanda Plummer, which oh. I think is great casting. Well, yeah. yeah, she was she so was perfect, desperate, and insane, and they were their love yeah. connection was so bananas. It was so bananas. It was I don't great. Know if Amy would have done that. It was, yeah, it would have been a little different. Yeah. But Mar- I'm talking Marissa Tomei though. Oh, like she oh. might have been too with it. That's cool. Sorry, I moved I, on. <laughs> that's all right. Marissa Tomei might have been, I think, a little too pretty and too. Mm. Uh, not that Marissa Amanda Tomei Plummer is never pretty. Up in that diner. Right. I don't think that she'd be that desperate. Diner. She's got you know rock salt. You know, raw hummus being fed to her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have this is kind of fun. So, uh, because again, I was checking out her IMDb. Can you name the first credit that was on Marissa Tomei's IMDb? I think this is so fascinating. It's somebody that was on our show, directed this movie. What? Yeah, a special guest that we've had on our show before directed this movie. It's absolutely. When I tell you. From Beyond? Uh, no. It was Lloyd Kaufman's The Toxic oh. Avenger. Oh. She played an untitled, uncredited part for Health Club Girl. Health Club Girl. I was going to say, that probably funny? a lot of hot girls in that scene. Because you know the how they club, used yeah. to, he would just have like random hot girls and they all, everybody wants to start yeah. somewhere. So you get into a Lloyd Kaufman movie because you can. And the character became The Toxic Avenger. He was a nerd who cleaned up a yeah. health club with lots of hot chicks. Yeah. And also <laughs> her second was the Flamingo Kid. Did you know she was in that, Paul? No, I still haven't seen that. Oh, oh wait, what? One. Harrison Ford? No, no, no. no Matt Dillon. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong one. I'm thinking of the Frisco kid. You are. <laughs> well, isn't that fun? Anyway. Pelican boy. That's the one you're thinking of. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of. Next up, <laughs> let's wish a very happy birthday to Donny Osmond. He turns 58. Again, <laughs> ageless, that guy. Wow. Oh, my God, 58. But he can play anywhere from a little bit Mormon to a little bit rock and roll. There you go. Paul actually, and he I, plays a lot Mormon. He plays a lot. And a little bit rock and roll. Paul and I actually got to meet him because we were on Pyramid with him. Oh, yes. What? Yes. He was on your Pyramid episode? Yeah, he was, he was the, the host of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. And what was kind of neat is they were having some sort of technical difficulties whenever I went to the winner's circle. And so I was just standing there with him. And he started chatting a little bit. And I felt this is the only opportunity I will have to tell him the story from my youth of my from Marla Piazza and I we used to play um, dolls so she would bring over her Barbies and stuff and I had a Barbie I didn't have a Marie doll but I had a Donny Osmond there doll Donny Osmond doll and they both were singers and they had their little um, like I had the theater we could set them on there and then you would move the lights and stuff and so marla was very advanced for fifth graders she taught me all about sex and she would have them just make out and have sex <laughs> she'd make the dolls have sex all the time and it used to bug her that donny osmond it was messed up in some way that he had this little purple one-piece jumpsuit and his arm would fall off and just dangle in the sleeve of the jumpsuit and i'd be like i don't know why it's broken i guess you know the arm's broken and marla's like you know why it's broken don't you I'm like, no, why? And she goes, because he keeps jacking off. Oh. I'm like, what does that mean? What this does is the mean? story you felt compelled. I to told Donnie Osmond the story. Oh <laughs> my! Donnie like ripped from the headlines of my life. Did it make him cry? He jacked my arm. He loved it. In a very it. different way. Yes. Donnie <laughs> Osmond absolutely started laughing. He said, "I think that's the greatest story I've ever heard." He loved the fact that his doll broke his arm masturbating, <laughs> and also that's how I learned about masturbation. Oh, from yeah, Donnie Osmond. From Donnie Osmond's now broken I'm doll. About it right now. Right. I See. I think it been thirty years later. I never knew. I never <laughs> Pyramid. But now you know why the arm just kind of dangles. Mm, that's why I use my left hand. And Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing. <laughs> this is true, Sarah. Donny People Osmond sings. 
yeah, constantly right? stop me on the street. What's wrong with your arm? No, and they say, please <laughs> tell me two interesting things about Karen Volpe. And so the first thing I tell them is she will drink her own pee as I, long as it's chunky. Hey, as long as yeah, it's chunky. Right. <laughs> and then she absolutely loves when celebrities sing. I do love that so much. Matter of fact, I decided to go back into the archives of from November 1st, 2012. Mm. There's two performers that are celebrating birthdays this week who are also movie guys, Bart Caius and Adam <gasps> Witt. And these we two are. movie guys, we are. They, I have a little something of them singing a little movie music karaoke what? for all of us to enjoy. But I do remember when in the 80s and 90s, these great songs that came out for all the movies then, and, and if we were to sing those, we could maybe get to those under 30 set, how great these movies were. Adam, you want to take the helm? Absolutely. Let's get this thing started with a little Kenny Loggins. Kenny uh... <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> under 30, Adam, under 30. I'm going all the way. Sooner or later, gotta love This is from the Toad Hop days. This is what I'm singing. This is from Toad Hop Toad Hop days. You sing too. Oh, no, I don't. This will surprise like nobody. Like a shot through the heart. I got news for you. I may not look so smart, but I'm nobody's fool. Ooh, like with like George Burns talking your lyrics. I ripped that one off, man. I ripped that one out. <laughs> Uh, well, that was a great segment, Karen. That That's the show yeah, for today. I believe we have Bart Cousins. I don't believe we do. I don't. He repeats itself. Well, you'll succeed. I don't know why I didn't want to listen to this. You can have your dreams. You're the best around. Nothing's ever gonna bring you down. You're the best around. Might have been a little high for it. I'm a natural baritone. It's supposed to be a competition we're all losing. <laughs> You guys, thank you, thank you, Karen. Karen. That's amazing. Sweet of you. Robert cool. Tepper, anybody? Oh, at the yeah. same time. Who, who would like a little Robert Tepper? Jeez. Yeah. I love these songs so much, though. There's no easy way out. Oh Jesus! They're singing again. No shortcut home. What did I do? There's no easy way out. It's like a time travel. <laughs> Two weeks ago, because we did these references oh, for Creed. Because <laughs> I love those references so Toto's much. Toto's Africa, that might be oh, my favorite song in the world. There's no song in the world that uses Assures the Kilimanjaro, Rises Like Olympus, Above the Serengeti. That's like, <laughs> what? Why I know this? I'm obsessed with the song. I listen to the song four times. I think in you're right. I think you're right. That's awesome. It's such a great song. Awesome. That wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Together, we're the movie guys. Individually, we are. Well, no, you can follow us on Twitter at the movie guys for daily jokes and links. Also, Facebook.com slash the movie guys, as well as iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, all that shit. Thanks to Sarah Burns, everybody. Yay! Thank you. Uh, where can we find you now on this new Twitter thing oh. you're going? I'll be blessing the rains for 2000. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I uh, will do Twitter, Sarah Burnsy, and. Th- Instagram? Sarah Burnsy? I.E. I.E. And Sarah Burns me on Instagram, but it's really just photographs of dogs. Oh, then I'll definitely check yeah. it out. You should follow Karen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Slow Learners comes out December 15th oh, yes. yep. in your home, VOD, Watch or DVD if you want to give it as a gift. There you go. Also, thanks to Steve Scholes for his writing contributions to the show every week. And as always, we owe everything to Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. Next week, it's our Can't Miss, How Dare You Miss. It's Star Wars-filled freak show known as oh the Movie God. Guys Holiday Special. And, and we'll see check you out oh the Boobay Sisters this weekend, Corky's 8, 730. December 12th. Yep. Somewhere out there.